pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Hello, KBs, and welcome back for another time and occasion for celebration and encouragement, the place where you are championed. So glad to have all of you back with us again today. Hello, Miss Maggie. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Did you know that? <laughs> are you with us? Hello, Maggie. Are you Hello? there? Hello. Huh? There you Hello? are. Hi, Meg. Sorry. I'm just getting my headphones on, drinking my coffee. I'm here. I am present. I'm ready. I'm I'm pretty jacked up about today's podcast. <laughs> I don't know about up. you. Or is that the coffee? I'm you so You know what jacked. I just realized? I I emptied my cup before we started. Why? I don't know. Oh, you I drank it? Have, yeah, it's Did gone. you seriously drink all of that? Yeah, it's gone. I haven't even started mine. Well, we'll get a refill. I can just... reach it. Can I do this? It's right there. Okay. How's it going? <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out what it means that you can sit at the counter and reach the coffee pot. Well, I've got it plugged in here at the counter. You're a big guy. Here it is. You're st- stretchy. I like, I like everything about today. What is it? It's Wednesday, isn't it? Is it? Hey, I want to do a concert. It is. Win- are you? Are you sure it's? I got a new speaker from my yes. keyboard and was playing last night, and I'm inspired. I want to do a concert, oh. and I've noticed that there are a lot of of uh, concert shells and amphitheaters and places to play outdoors here. Yes. My new speaker, actually, <laughs> this one, it, it's a Bose, and it and it has a, the a capacity for operating off of the battery. It can be so cool. not plugged in. So much more and than a so, speaker. It's like a full PA system. Yeah, we could go out here to a street corner and so put cool. down my hat. And, and I have uh, that new pickup for my violin. That's that true. That I just got, which is so cool. I mean, can you imagine how much fun that would be just play yes, out I on can. history? I'm ready, Steve. I'm ready just to go out and do this. You know, the we're we're moving back into public spaces again. Everybody's out having fun. Let's just dive right back in. Well, will you make some calls to whoever operates the amphitheaters around here and yes. see if we can go play this weekend? Let's just go. Let's just go down there and see who shows up. Well, there are already people there. That's oh. that's the thing about playing outdoors. You know, you just go to a park where they're already throwing the frisbee. You Do you go. remember when we went to that drum circle accidentally in Sedona, and some guy showed up with an electric guitar and an amp, and everyone got so was, mad. I know, but I thought it was cool. And I did too. was it really by accident that we were there? Come no. on, I mean, are there, is, does anything happen just by fate. accident? It was the fate of the of the supermoon. One of my favorite things ever was being at that drum circle. Several hundred people dancing so in the cool. moonlight. Beautiful women dressed in their costumes, dancing and uh, the drums, and uh, and it was a super moon. Have you ever seen the moon rise like that? I had never seen that before. Not like that. A moon well, rise. No, I mean, of course, I've seen it rise, but not over the plateaus and over the desert of Sedona. Yeah, not like that. To that size, mm-hmm. it's pretty special. I'm yeah. still, I'm still vibrating. <laughs> From the experience, what's it been two, two years now? It was one of the super moons. And that's a good vibration that lasts. It <laughs> lasts that long. The only thing missing was you belly dancing. I'm ready. I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. I've got my my coin scarf jingling. I'm ready to go. That's a real gift. You have a gift for that. Oh, you're sweet. Thank it's you. It's so cool. It's so fun, you know. And I mean, I do the gym thing. I do the running thing, but. Nothing will get you in shape faster well, than belly dancing. It is so intense. Why can't guys belly dance? You can. I don't think so. I saw you. I don't think we can. You think like I that. didn't see you, but I saw you. I think it'd be a lot, a lot <laughs> more enjoyable to work out if we could do something like that. Maybe it would be. Just let let know. it fly. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. is that if that's not the epitome <laughs> of embracing your weird pitiful. little self? I, I don't know what is. It'd be kind of. Kind of sad for anybody. <laughs> I oh get man, that, but you get that are, visual out of my mind right now. This is interesting, Steve, <laughs> because you are always telling us to just do whatever we feel like doing, do whatever we want to do. Uh, it's a tall order. I mean, that's everything, but <laughs> that's everything, but guys belly dancing. I, <laughs> no, I, you know what? That is your weird. If that's what you want to do, have at it. And, that's like uh, I feel like that. That's like the ultimate test. You want to see if you care what people mm-hmm. think. I wonder if the cha-cha would get me in shape. Maybe how, that would work. How fast are you doing it? Or maybe a swing. <laughs> <laughs> how fast is this cha-cha? <laughs> uh, I don't now, know. I have maybe to not. say, you really showed me, when you taught me to waltz when we were living in, in Scotland, how long ago was that? Six months ago? Yeah, but that's a workout, isn't it? Well, that's and what I was going to say. I mean, you really, I was impressed. It was very, the, to hold that frame and that form and, and to move like you were teaching me, it was very difficult. I think just sitting on sitting on a stool and trying to act all formal will get you into shape. 
<laughs> just sitting up straight. <laughs> sitting up straight would do something to your abs, right? I think so. <laughs> as we both <laughs> put on some know. music and, and practice sitting up straight. Yeah, as we both see what correct that does our for posture you. here. I want to talk today about something that I want to continue the conversation from this morning. <laughs> I forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> and, right. and 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 we were talking about how powerful it is and. Really, this is where the authority and the, the dominion of our creative abilities come into play, and that's in the moment. Mm. It's in the moment that we're occupying. In the moment. And I said this to someone recently that was just terrible about procrastinating all of these dreams and all of these things that he continually talked about wanting to do, and he's been talking about it for years now, as long as I've known him, and he's excited about what he's going to do one day, and especially now that he's retired. This is what I'm going to do. And I said, you know something? Uh, you need to perhaps just just start living as though today's your last day, and go ahead and start following through on some of these things. He just go, he all he does is call his lawyer, you know. <laughs> he gets out the will and starts writing. That's not what That's I mean not by what that. I meant. <laughs> not at all, because and it actually goes further than that. If you want to begin experiencing and enjoying your best life, learn to live as though it's your last moment here in the natural, and mm-hmm. and because the moment that we are occupying, it really is our only moment. We don't have lots of moments. You're not going to be experiencing a, a different moment tomorrow than the moment that you're presently in. Wow. Well, and, and this is interesting, too, because I feel like so, personally, this is how I feel. Um, many times when I'm working on kinetic belief, I'm journaling, a, a lot of it feels like preparation for a future time. And that's definitely a trap that we can fall into. And so I can already feel how this is going to be so helpful because making sure we're actually implementing in real time in the present moment is is going to be, well, it's... If, if you're not doing that, you're not technically doing anything. It's just always tomorrow. <laughs> That's so true. And the person that is living this life successfully is continually gardening the moment. Yeah. Taking care of tending to the garden of the moment. Tending today. Con- and this is where we get into some of the things that we continually talk about here, and that's conscious manifestation and manifesting from a place of being present-minded. Awareness through identifying with your higher essence of being happens in this moment. Mm-hmm. And think about it. This really takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Because most people try to tend to the garden of their moments that they are anticipating later today yeah. or perhaps tomorrow, or they're reflecting on what they believe to be were moments from yesterday. None of that actually exists. Those are all constructs of the mind. And the only thing that really ever exists is the moment the, that you're occupying right now. Mm-hmm. So, it's possible to to and, and we it's possible to quicken the awakening process and that's what we that's what's happening all over the world Ooh, and a lot of that. people say well how can I how can I make this thing happen faster in my life and I'll hear Stephen I want to transcend the ego state of being that you're talking about all the time and I want to speed this process up how do I do that <laughs> well it's possible to quicken your awakening by wow. transcending the ego-based state of consciousness and doing this on purpose and that's some of the things that I really want to get into today is how do we make this happen for us I remember when when I first got the understanding on kinetic belief that was one of the things I kept asking you about <laughs> I'm like is, it, is there a boot camp or something <laughs> that I can go to and just sort of whip my higher self into shape because I think I think when a lot of us get this hunger you know we get a taste for what it actually feels like to live as a kinetic believer every day we want more and we want to we want to concrete this thing we want it to be permanently permanent right now today well that's why you know we we embrace the the journaling process because that's part of speeding this Mm. this whole thing up And that's also why we are going through the process of reworking the journal now to make it more of a of an art book. And we're enlarging it and we've thickened the paper and it flattens just like an art book. And I am so excited about having these going into circulation. Yes, it should be ready around uh, time for Christmas. Perfect. Yeah. But this begins by let's just start here. Okay. And asking the question, uh, this question to yourself, am I one or two? How many of there are me? Am I just one? Am I one? Am I one um, uh, sense of awareness, or am I two? And let me let me help you answer that question. 
because you can answer it this way. When you say perhaps to yourself, I get so upset with me, who's getting upset with you? Well, I said, I'm getting upset with me. Well, the I and the me that you are pointing to two different entities there, aren't you? Or when you say, I am so happy with what I've done. Who's happy with what you've done? There's two parts of you. Or I just wish I would not procrastinate so much. Mm. Who's wishing that you would not procrastinate so much? And so just these simple little questions begin pointing to the reality that there are actually two things that are going on here. And so when we recognize that there is a higher sense of being, which is the original source of the creation of you, that you come into the natural with before you were ever redefined by the uh, lower estimations or the condemnations or the judgments of anybody, including yourself, that entity that knows no fault, that is made perfect and will continue to move uh, the body, soul, and mind toward perfected completion beyond uh, the natural state of being, which is your human consciousness. That is the ego state of being that's receiving the condemnation, mm-hmm. that's identifying with mental and thought constructs that say, here's the narrative, here's the story that you're telling yourself. This is the lower being, and it's always trying to keep itself propped up to, to be uh, Uh, meaningful in some sort of way. But those are the two identities that I think we want to isolate here to begin to understand what we're talking about when we get into this mindful practice of of being a kinetic believer so that we can awaken to the uh, present moment of awareness. And because it's this awareness that provides the consistent transformation leverage mm-hmm. when you know what you're doing and why you're doing it by affirming your your kinetic belief um, you are applying growth to your uh, experiential knowledge. So as you're describing these conversations that really the higher self, the higher consciousness is having with the ego, is that something that we're going to work on eliminating or is it actually something we just need to to change the how and, and how we're going about that? Well, you can't eliminate the the the, the um, uh Dual, duplicity nature of this natural experience, because this is this is the back and forth, the mm-hmm. volley that we're called to experience for another purpose and a higher reason. But what we do is by becoming aware, we're able to transcend the lower state of being, awaken, and become an, and take that enlightenment that comes from the the counsel of wisdom, mm-hmm. the consciousness of of God, the oneness with creation. And experience that while we're here in the land of the living. Is when it comes to the ego, is that something that we can cause to atrophy? Can we change the nature of the ego into something different or better? Or is it just something that we are needing to manage? Oh, it's absolutely a requirement to manage it because again, we're living in a a world that is operating. Uh, by and large, it going in the other direction from the higher essence of being. Mm-hmm. And it's following after the suits of identifying with the future, with the past, in the, the, uh, uh, the constructive elements of the, the linear time pursuit, which is then benchmarked from failure and success and change and worrying and hurrying and trying to, to keep up with a sense of of reality that's not factual. It doesn't even exist except for in the mind. Wow. And so it's essential to begin this process because when we do this on purpose, some changes that will look negative on the surface um, will have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And this is this is really – and we hear this all the time, Meg, uh, and really specifically with – People that are beginning right at the beginning of their kinetic belief journey, you got to do some difficult things, things that you have become accustomed to and familiar with and pacified by however long you've been living unless you go back to maybe the age of two or three. But since then, the the amount of habitual patterns of existence that have been created and that you become accustomed to, there's some habits that have to be broken. And so some changes that you're going to go through look negative on the surface, but then you're going to soon realize that the space that you're creating in your life, 
for something new to emerge, for something new to manifest, it's absolutely imperative that you do the difficult thing and begin saying no to some things and cutting some other things loose from your life. I love that you just said the space you're creating as if we are sort of nesting in our preparation for something to manifest. I think that it's such a beautiful visual as if we're preparing, you know, the room for the new baby. It's... uh it's kind of sweet. Well, really, we are. You're nesting, aren't you? You're yeah. creating some space, and and you got to get busy to do that. It doesn't just you can't sit there and just wishful thinking, clear out the space, and to make room for the new thing to show up. And you're right. At the very beginning, it can be quite a difficult and even painful process because you are having to make decisions, hard decisions, let go of certain things, eliminate certain things from your life, things that maybe, like you said, you've been holding on to for for decades. Well, let's work on the moment, right? Because any of us can tackle the moment. It becomes complicated Mm -hmm. and worrisome when we think we've got to take care of future moments. But the present moment is all that any of us have. So how far can your moment travel in a day? Hmm. How many things can you bring into your moment just in this one day? By making the moment the primary focus of your life, you reveal what the reemergence of perhaps what we call the Renaissance person that dwells within. We were talking about this the other day, and what is a Renaissance man or a, one, a Renaissance woman? This is somebody that's accomplishing, apparently, or it's seemingly, so much in their life. It's How, not uh, jousting and, and turkey legs, <laughs> necessarily. It can well, be. It can be. <laughs> Especially the turkey leg part, right? <laughs> if you go to the festival, but this is a little different. <laughs> but a Renaissance man is somebody that can. What was was there a commercial on? And the guy was like, he was the Renaissance guy, and he had all the women, and he had the the beer, or what was the guy? His silver haired, and he was the guy. Was there a Renaissance man, and he 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 was on the North Pole, or he was surfing. Oh, the the or, beer commercial was that what it was? The guy that was always. Uh, like, I don't always drink beer, but when I do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renaissance. <laughs> he was always in... <laughs> I love that almost every commercial they were, you know, catching the tail end of his joke with the whole room erupting into laughter, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He could do everything. He was doing it all. Yes. The Renaissance guy. But there is, there is a version of this, of living your best life, mm. that happens when you begin to live in the moment. And you, you, you're occupying this space, this moment, that's all there is, and you're dwelling within that. And this is where you can begin on purpose, transcending the lower self with the higher self that wants to, that wants to participate. Most people go through this life, Meg, with their uh, higher essence of being simply tagging along as an observer, going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And wants to participate, has so much more to offer, and has the genius of your purpose to offer, and your higher essence of being has access to all knowing all wisdom, all knowledge of the future, that moment where you can show up in the future and be totally blessed and living your best life. All of that wisdom is in that, that, that part of you that just simply wants to transcend and allow and for you to allow it to take the reins and lead you on the journey for your best life. It wants to live through you, but it needs your permission. And permission is only granted in this moment by recognizing that I do have a higher sense of self that if I will permit it to transcend and lead rather than to remain dormant within me, then I can begin manifesting some things that have been elusive to me until now. Are there things that you do throughout your day to reignite your awareness of the present moment, or is this just something that you're always in now that you've done it for so long? Yeah, one of the biggest things is casting down imaginations when they show up. And now, like this morning, I'm I'm in there shaving, and and these thoughts come in, and they're like, you know, what do you think of this? What are you going to do about that, huh? And and it and and it's the the worst case scenario that the ego always wants to present the narrative of to get you to tangle with it and to argue with it and to become fearful of it or whatever, but to to go into those those uh, the quarters of those imaginations to pull you away from your higher self. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you learn to recognize those when they show up, you don't waste your, the time within the moment chasing after these shadows and toothless things that are pretending like they exist. So you accept the responsibility to observe the moment and then bring motion of action into your moment when you know that you are aligned with source. Mm. Wow. Whatever the present moment reveals to you, accept it as an observer and see your role as being that of an observer, the awareness of the moment, as if you have allowed whatever is to be without labels. It just is. And so you're in the moment and then always work with your moment, not against it. Because if you start pushing back in the moment, it takes you out of your higher sense of being because now you're trying to manipulate it and and you're using your dominion to try and uh, force an outcome rather than you're showing up in the highest sense of self and and the high the best version of you and allow and trusting in the best version of you to bring the best outcome and not being lazy not being dormant in your moment but filling it up with activity and positivity and these are the energetics that are going to attract and manifest the greater life your moment continues to expand mm-hmm. and to increase and to become more and to uh, assume the the territory of more space for your moment when we remain positive in it by not trying to manipulate it or other people to get them to conform to some expectation that you have. So we always work with it and and not against it. Sometimes when I'm trying to remain in the present moment, I get a little hung up with the concept of of wanting to consider the future, plan for the future, and work out things in the present moment for the future. But then I get a little caught up sometimes and well what is my how does my present moment connect with the future without becoming you know sort of obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and then procrastination sets in it can have all these you know ugly side effects perspective right yeah perspective here's perspective eternal life is in this moment Mm. the future is now Eternal life is in this moment. There was never a time when your life was not in the moment. Wow. And it never will be. It it cannot be. You know, photographs, they're a wonderful thing. God knows we have some photographs. And (laughs) they they benchmark our moment, you know, for years and years and years. And photographs remain... uh, what they do is they remain with us and we can carry them with us. And it's a great reflection of you know, what we were experiencing from the past. And But what they do is they remind us of the you know what we were observing in this moment at another time. Yeah. But nothing ever happened in the past. Nothing. It happened in your moment. Wow. This moment is when something happened uh, photographically at another point in time, but there's no such thing as a past. Nothing will ever happen in the future. It will only happen within your moment. Mm. And we all have one moment that we tend to, and then what you do with it, you see, that's up to you. And that's where the power and authority and the dominion for the kinetic believer comes into play, is what you are doing mindfully and on purpose with your moment. You know, most people, Meg, they they will go through life trying to live in this in a non-existent moment in the future or in the past, yeah. and and this is the same place that the human consciousness dwells, and it's not real, so it needs to dwell in a place that doesn't exist. The egoist is not a real thing, and it's identifying with some other thing, and so it. it tries to pull you into the future of the past. And it will use condemnation, judgment, fear, worry, doubt, hurry, all of these things to, you know, the sense of I need to hurry is one that says, I got to hurry up and get to another moment that really doesn't exist. And that is the egoist sense of self trying to prod you along to keep you 
distracted so that it can continue to breathe life into that other eye that the me is actually disappointed with. Seems like gratitude is going to play such a huge role in this, because I know for myself, when I'm participating in active gratitude, it's always tethering me to the present moment. It's always making me hyper aware of the things that I have now that I manif- that I have manifested, that I've achieved now, the the deliciousness of life in the now because we've talked before about the danger of of being plateau minded i'll be happy when i'll feel better when i'll i won't be stressed out when i have this amount of income and that is man that's dangerous you can you can wish away your life Gratitude that's not conditional is the key that unlocks the higher self Mm. and to uh, make certain that you're not operating in your lower self. The consciousness that you choose at this moment, and that's what we're talking about, is that is what is shaping your moment when it arrives in the future. And it also defines the past, which, of course, can only be experienced in this moment. You can either have regrets and and bitterness and anger toward the things that you were imagining about your past, or you can envelop your moment with with the gratitude of of thoughts from the past mm. and counting it all good and counting the future all good in this moment as you carry this through this existence, manifesting and increasing your territory and space by remaining uh, uh full of gratitude for all things working together for your good. So does our higher self only exist in the present moment? It doesn't exist outside of that. Is that accurate? That, that is accurate. That's that's correct. Your higher self is the, your eternal being and it is now. And hmm. if we if if we uh, any sense of when this happens then I will be happy. The I that will be happy is the egoist uh, state of being that you're saying that it's conditional happiness based on another time. And so this this does not exist. This The thought concept and the constructs of it are nothing more than shadows, and it's a distraction from your higher self. And this is the thing that keeps most people from transcending toward enlightenment. Look, to be mm-hmm. free of time, Meg, is to be free of procrastination. It's to be free of worry. It's to be, be totally free of hurry. <laughs> it's it. free of the ego's past. And and <laughs> if the future identity, which is a requirement for the human consciousness to be validated, to be measured by the number of trophies that you can accumulate somewhere along the way, losing the trophies and you lose your sense of value mm. i'm not a procrastinator i just don't adhere to the concept of time there you <laughs> sure so you, so what do you do you, you keep yourself busy in your moment right yes. and if you can look at your moment the space that you've created for this moment and there's nothing you're putting your hands to maybe you're missing out on on being that uh uh, renaissance person that you could be. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that your creator wants to express through you if you'll keep your hands busy in the moment. Everything you put your hands to then becomes, uh, you're, you're manifesting the better, the higher self through what you're putting your hands to, through gratitude and imagining the best and desiring the best and being grateful for mm-hmm. the best and putting your action toward that and speaking the best. Because look, Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are are caused by too much future tense and, and not enough present tense. So what you just said, it really triggered what feels like maybe a pretty intense question here. So I want to I want to phrase it well. You and I talk, spoke recently about how many times when people are having trouble making the shift into kinetic belief in a permanent committed way, it can be that they are a fearful of the higher self because the ego is our story it's everything that we know about ourselves or that we identify with through our life thus far and to move into the higher self we have to eliminate that we have to get rid of that to discover the nuisance of self and so if we find ourselves not wanting to participate in the present moment not wanting to even have a moment of presence, but we're always pushing ourselves into stress into the future. Is it? A, does that mean that we are avoiding our higher self? In 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 a in a way, and, and that's a great question because 
being fearful of your higher self is not authentic. You're actually fearful of your lower self. Fear, the constructs of fear can only exist in the egoist state of being, the egoist mind. It's like a child saying, I don't want to go to the amusement park. Their idea of the amusement park is what they're fearful of. It's not the amusement park. It's not them actually being there. Once they get there, they're having a great time, and they're enjoying their higher sense of being. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Uh, But it was the expression, it was the thought forms, that the narrative, the story that you're telling yourself about this other place that you could uh, exist in, that the, the constructs of guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness, fear, all forms of unforgiveness caused by too much past and not enough present tense, um, embracing willfully your higher sense of being. You know, you told me some, one time about someone you knew that they had they were in pretty serious car accidents, uh, three of them within like a month and a half, something really crazy. And through conversation, it sort of came through that they were so hyper distracted, almost as if they were running and racing Mm -hmm. away from thoughts of self, from thoughts of the higher self. And it's almost as if that's what was causing that. Do you remember that? Yeah. And again, I would say rather than running away from thoughts of higher self, they're running to the um, stories of the lower self. They're identifying with their past and they are in a hurry to get to somewhere in the future, uh, totally unaware of their higher essence of being. Not even aware of this other space. All they, their, their total identification mm. is with their lower state of being. It's with, a, it's with comparisons. It's with judgments. It's with, um, uh, the, the self gratification, instant gratification with measurements. And you cannot find yourself by going into the past. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do find will just be a narrative that you're telling yourself because it, it is a fable. And like labels, they change. If you get there, you're going to find something other than what you imagined it to be. However, the effect on your well-being now, that is a very real consequence. And the physiological effect of someone continuously living in their lower state of being is sickness and it's disease and it's depression. And it's all of these, these responses that the body has to those constructs of fear and doubt and worry and all those things that are, are certainly scientifically proven. You mentioned yesterday how highly manipulative the ego is. And so, you know, what we're talking about right now, you, you totally get why it works and why it, it, it's the it's the trap. It's the allure of familiarity, because when you've been there, you know what to expect. You know what it feels like. You know what it looks like. And, and as a kinetic believer, it is the grand adventure. You are always moving off into the unknown. Every day is moving into, it's the exciting, positive unknown, but it is vastly different than maybe what the way that we've been living before we became a kinetic believer. Yeah, and you know, and, and a good way to look at that, Meg, is the unknown is moving into your space. Mm-hmm. Rather than us going off into the future, into a journey down a trail to find ourselves, we're occupying the moment, the present tense moment, and the journey is coming to us. The What we're trying Acting is coming to us. Our best life is coming to us. We are occupying the moment. That's all we have to tend to. That is the garden of now. And we, we occupy this space and we do it beautifully and correctly. You can only locate yourself by coming into the present moment, occupying this space and allowing things to be as they are. And by then working on the five modalities of your kinetic belief, yes. then you are manifesting in your moment the future, the future of the unexpected showing up to de- to delight your intellect, mm. to delight your awareness in this moment. So you and I might prepare to go on a, a hike tomorrow, taking our present moment with us and allowing that our space to move through the hike tomorrow, which we're we're putting the pressure on our present moment to remain full of happiness and joy and peace and prosperity and abundance and perfected health and um, prosperity and all of those things. And we can take that moment that we're, that's our garden that we're tending is happiness and joy. And we're doing it through edifying and celebrating ourselves, unconditionally loving each other and all that would come into this space that we're occupying and not allowing someone to, who's not going to edify and encourage and champion and celebrate you to have access to your space that you're occupying because the present moment is the garden we're tending. Mm -hmm. 
The universe will supply us with whatever experience is most helpful for the evolution of our higher consciousness. That is the way of the universe expanding. That is the bias of the creator. But to willfully transcend the egoist state of consciousness, you meditate to cast down past and future imaginations, bringing into captivity every single thought of higher consciousness, of the best life imagined, into this present moment. It is your present moment that you construct your the, the, the five modalities of kinetic belief. I can feel my higher self right now really wanting to have and gain right now a depth of understanding about really the DNA, you know, the, the schematics, if you will, of the present moment. Is it is is the, the power of the universe, the, the, the 50% that the universe is bringing to us, is that only available in the present moment? Are we bringing the power to the present moment? Is that how is the power structure? Is that a good way to say it? How is that working within the present moment? By casting down negative imaginations and putting and casting down the lower self and saying, no, you don't. I see you. I'm laughing at you. I'm not paying attention to you. Get out. <laughs> I'm taking you by the earlobe and I'm walking you out the door. No, you don't. I'm not having that conversation. That's not a conversation I can have in my higher self. Mm-hmm. I, I don't watch those things in this place of peace. I don't listen to that in this place of prosperity. I don't believe that. That's not what I'm adhering to and relying on. Oh, let me see. Is that in my journal? Nope, not in here. Sorry. It's not coming in here. <laughs> so I am masterfully tending my garden to my higher self. And the higher self needs no wisdom from me. I'm not trying to tell my higher self anything. It has all the wisdom. It's already connected to oneness, and it has the infinite wisdom of the universe and the mind of God, my counsel. And when I need it, when I seek that wisdom, the enlightenment of it is available to me because I'm saying no to all these other things that are there tempting me to try to breathe life into my lower self. Um, Take peace, just peace, for example. You find peace not by using your authority to rearrange the circumstances of your life. Mm. Uh, I need peace, so let me tell you how I want you to act toward me. I need (laughs) peace, Mr. Boss, so quit accusing me of taking a longer lunch break than I do. You don't don't understand. I'm a peaceful person now. That's not how you do it. The lives of those around you are just that. And it's really none of your business how where they are in their own evolutionary process. And so, but by realizing that you are at the deepest level, which is the highest level, that's where you locate your peace. And so, is there a difference between happiness and, and inner peace? Absolutely. Eternal happiness, which is found in the moment, is a construct of optimism and on imaginations being perceived as the authentic reality of your existence and therefore positive. Mm -hmm. So there's the positive imagination that we are blueprinting in our journals, adhering to it, that we're adhering to and relying on as our reality. They're positive. And so we are embracing those in the present moment as a construct of the optimism looking forward to life as it is in this moment. And that is eternal happiness. And it is not a, a something that is dependent upon um, instant gratification, for example. I feel like, excuse me, I feel like what you're saying today is illuminating something, an idea that I was having that is completely wrong. Um, So whenever I would think about the 50% of the universe and then my 50%, I would always just automatically visualize it as off in the future. And I'm sort of moving into the future and it's coming to meet me in this place. But I'm realizing that I need to understand the activation of the universe and my relationship there and the creator's role, but all housed in the present moment and not ever putting anything outside of the now. And I can see how you know, it's easy to do that because that's just how we think of something coming to us. But we need, but it's not guaranteed because we have to maintain that gratitude every moment in the present moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's something that's really beautiful about this, Megan, is that all is well now. Yes. You are totally prosperous now in this moment. It's not something you have to do. 
to one day become successful. You are successful now. And that's why we talk about rewilding back to the beginning, unbecoming all of the things that try to tell you that you're something that you're not. And if you already are, then it's a matter of casting down everything that you're not so that you can be what you are, which has nothing to do with the house or the car or the amount of money in your bank account or any of those things. All of that is temporal. Wow. And used by the ego to define happiness and joy and prosperity. That is a lie. The only cause, the only cause of unhappiness, of discontent, it is never the situation, but it is always your perception about the situation because your internalized dialogue, that narrative, the story you're telling yourself about it in your moment, that is the perception that will be the cause, the only cause of unhappiness. But by, like we're talking about, by being grateful for the good that you imagine to see from your, from your moment that you're occupying, maintains the space for the place of the abundant life that already is, that's already yours. And it's the practice of rewilding, which is nothing more than the frequent stirring up of your manifesting gratitude, um, calling all things good in it that are around, thinking reflectively, life is good. In my moment, life is good in this moment now. Life is good whenever, however, eternally in this perfected moment. Mm-hmm. You know, most often, letting go of things, of, of people, of situations, of life, so that your moment can move through time uninhibited, as we know, because we've, we've, <laughs> we've worked on this a lot ourselves, <laughs> yes. um, letting go of things. And, and people, whatever whatever's required, that is an act of releasing the manifesting power of kinetic belief to do what it is supposed to do. Because if you have a hard time letting go, you become a victim to the passing scenery as it goes by. It's kind of like jumping from a train that's going down the tracks. It's a moving train and it's going to hurt and you're not going to look very pretty doing it either. <laughs> so you have to let the scenery go by in order to move your moment in a prosperous way into the uh, into the what is to come in your journey. Well, and what a perfect demonstration of trusting the process and trusting what you know is belongs to you and is part of your present moment. Letting something go, knowing that it will be replaced and and exponentially grown. That's tending the garden. You got to pull the weeds out, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't belong there, and if it's not part of your best life, if it's not healthy, if it's a negative, you get rid of it. Yeah. And no, it may not be easy. Perhaps you've gotten used to sucking on its finger, and you're pacified by it. And mm-hmm. but there comes a time for growth that the pruning must take place because look, life for life is nowhere near as serious as the ego, a sense of self of self-worth makes it out to be, (laughs) like we were talking about yesterday. Learn to laugh. Learn to laugh at the ego when it starts condemning you and say, "Ah, you know what, you're you're cute, but I don't think so. (laughs) I don't want to go outside and play that game today. Right. Go away. (laughs) Tap, tap. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. You can see it on the on the top of the head. Tap, tap. Tap, tap. <laughs> right. Because all of these things, you know, Meg, this is the primary cause of depression. Yeah. This is the basic reason for a person being discontent. And it is never the situation, but it is always what you think about it. Mm. Always. So be aware of the thoughts that you're thinking. It is so, so easy to be taken captive by all the many thoughts that just come rifling through during the day. And they do. Speedy Gonzales. 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 <laughs> yes. That's that's your that's those thoughts. They come from no seemingly nowhere. You're doing just fine. You're you're remembering how much you enjoyed your moment yesterday by the lake feeding the swans. And yet here it comes out of seemingly nowhere. Ah, but don't you remember how awful you were last week? Or don't you forget what they said about you? That wasn't your pen, which you didn't take anyway. Here you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I did. Oh, All man. of this stuff. And it's just, it, it, it is madness for you to follow those constructs. But the, um, just be aware of the thoughts that are coming through. And then when one shows up and begins telling you a story, if it is negative, cast it down. 
It's that simple. If it's negative, cast it down. Separate the thought from your eternal moment, which is always neutral. Mm. And it is your moment to nourish. It's yours to decide what you're going to do with it. Something for me, a big part of casting down those negative thoughts is also trusting that the uh, the, the physical response to a negative thought will also go away with it. Because many times I think when a deeply fearful thought comes, rushes through our mind, you can feel it. You can feel it in the gut. The adrenaline starts pumping. Your stomach might get a little upset, whatever you want to call it. But the thought will go away many times before the physical aspect does. And so for me, at least, I have to constantly be trusting that that's going to go away as well. Because that's a lot of times when that physical component is there, it it sort of makes that negative thought fester and stay longer. And so I think that's a big thing to be aware of. It is. And I, I, someone told me one time that, uh, said, Steve, you know, I would eat the bark off a tree if I thought it would make me feel better. Well, the, the best, <laughs> rather than <laughs> eat the bark off of a tree, start casting down some of those negative things and stop watching some of the stuff you watch and yes. change your life in certain ways. And you won't have to change your diet necessarily. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but you're going to start feeling better. Absolutely. You know, and speaking of, of the body, and the ego state of being, which is so damaging, um, death is a stripping away of all that is not originally you. Wow. And the secret of being a one-of-a-kind, powerful, abundantly successful kinetic believer is to die before you die. And to find that there is, there's actually no death. Hmm. There really isn't. The only thing death is is the death of the ego, the sense of identifying with the thought cons constructs that don't really even exist. There, there's only a stripping away of the I that wants to live the lie that is not your truth. Wow. Mm. We are all spiritual beings, Meg, having a natural experience. That's all it is. So being spiritual has nothing to do with what you believe or don't believe. It has everything to do with your state of consciousness. And that is, after all, what the KB is doing. We are intentionally and on purpose transcending the, the lower state of being with enlightenment, mm -hmm. with life, Love and freedom and liberty of being our weird selves. And if you're racing from one place to another, trying to keep up with your identity, chances are you're not very spiritual. However, if you travel with your moment, enjoying your observations from one place to another, not worried, not doubtful, not filled with fear, chances are you're enjoying the abundant life as your spiritual little weird self. <laughs> You're manifesting your highest thought forms, and you're doing it by accepting what is and then gratefully putting action into your moment. Wow. Whatever is showing up in your present moment, you're accepting it by enjoying your intellect as it leads you through the observation process of the scenery that you're just passing through. You're on that train ride. Always enjoy the ride. Work with it and not against it. It'll be health for your soul. Mm. You know something, um, speaking of doing some concerts, and, and <laughs> oh, I just I, I love playing my piano last night, and, and I do want to do some new music with you, by the way, and some violin parts that I'm, I'm imagining you playing and playing. I'll teach those to you this weekend. Okay. And let's do that. Yeah. But all true artists, the writers, the athletes, scientists, inventors, musicians, whether they know it or not, align with higher consciousness to create from a place of oneness, from the universal mind of God. And all the things that truly matter in this life, the awareness of being all inspired by a sunset or a flower or a bee that's jumping from one to the next, the beauty, the energetics of love, creativity, the strength of joy, the calmness of inner peace, all of these things come from beyond human consciousness. And none of the attributes 
that come from the higher essence of being, your oneness with, with love and joy and peace, none of these can manifest into your life until you have freed yourself from the dominance of the egoist reality, which is one of the, it is the thing that creates and causes ultimate failure in one's life. And it is the, the make-believe fairy tale of life. And regardless of the path that anyone takes, Bezos going into space and back, whoever you are on the planet right now, regardless of your path through the wonderland that you're creating, all roads in that arena lead to destruction. They're not real. The greater part of human suffering is so unnecessary. I mean, it is self-realized and it is self-created. And as long as the future and the past tense mind runs your life, that will create and generate the greatest part of your suffering in this life. All cravings, in fact, all addictions, every insatiable appetite, all of that, Meg, it's just merely the ego seeking to save itself, to lift itself up as a mimic for the joy of being. To pretend like, hey, this is where you can have it all. Mm. Um, but it is not, that, that's not true because it's not who you were originally created to be. That's the in-between stuff that will just pass away. Let's work on some highest viewpoints mm, yes. now and make that our reality. <laughs> right just, now. Yeah, right now. Just say this. Say, I am grateful for the mm. wonderful. I'm grateful for the wonderful. All of the manifested desires in my life. And all of the manifested desires in my life. I wake up each and every morning. I wake up each and every morning. Excited to experience my authentic self. Excited to experience my authentic self. I attract good things. I attract good things. With the positive things I say. With the positive things that I say. I attract positive circumstances. I attract positive circumstances. And positive people into my life. And positive people into my life. I believe in my higher genius. I believe in my higher genius. And I use my authority. And I use my authority to advance my mind, body, and soul. To advance my mind, body, and soul. Toward perfected completion. And toward perfected completion. My journaling, my journaling establishes my conscious thought forms. It establishes my conscious thought forms. Expands my imagination. It expands my imagination. And it aligns my actions for attracting abundant prosperity. And it aligns my actions for attracting abundant prosperity into my life. Into my life. My desires, my desires are manifesting before my eyes. Are manifesting before my eyes. More and more every day. More and more every day. My life is overflowing. My life is overflowing. With an abundance of happiness and joy and with an abundance of happiness and joy oh and one more thing oh and one more thing i am therefore i am i am therefore i am wow i know that i am so empowered and equipped to take this present moment carry it with me through the rest of today and and off everywhere i go one of my favorite things today was always work with the moment and not against it you know let's get into the flow i love that the best way to stay present is obviously journaling if you don't have a journal or if you need a fifth or a sixth one <laughs> like so many people we hear from make sure you go to stephencanyon.com and check that out Sending out so much love, so much light yeah. to all you KB creatives all around the world. And thanks as usual, Stephen, especially today for all the wisdom. Bye.